0: You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they are now. So, hey, y'all, what is happening? All right, so, as always, there's so many things happening in the world of combat sports, especially at the moment. After all that goodness from that Conor McGregor and Khabib Nurmagomedov fight, I told you guys when it actually happened, when we broke it down right after it happened, the week after it happened, I told you guys we we're going to talk about this fight for many weeks and months to come because, listen, it was just a very special fight and I feel like it was a very important thing for Khabib to do to actually beat up the UFC's poster boy as it would actually call it himself and It was just a very, very phenomenal event, and I feel like it's always going to be mentioned in history books whenever you actually uh, mention MMA and uh, what sort of fights were actually historical and um, important in in terms of uh, building up the sport to the level that it is right now so shout out to khabib and connor i mean there's still some things happening as as an aftermath of all of that stuff that went down and you guessed it right today we're going to be talking about a few of those things well mostly some things that are actually happening with khabib never got met up even though we wouldn't really expect such things to happen to khabib because prior to this fight i mean yes as Uh, MMA hardcore fans We would know Khabib And would really appreciate his style And athleticism And the person that he was But right now I feel like the whole... Uh, mainstream media even in terms of sports they all know about Khabib I mean the other day I was watching TV and then I heard the regular TMZ guys talking about Khabib like bringing up Khabib's name in a regular manner not talking about his uh, particular fight with Conor McGregor but I don't know they were just talking about this um, celebrity gossip thing and they just randomly brought up Khabib's name they were um, trying to actually make a metaphor out of um, Khabib's situation and the person that he has become right now the superstar actually that he has become right now. And it was actually so surprising to me because I feel like finally, after such a long time, we are seeing another superstar other than Conor McGregor rising out of the UFC. And this time around, it is Khabib Nurmagomedov to so many people's disbelief this is actually happening. And as a Khabib fan, as somebody that was Actually rooting for Khabib in that fight and who has always rooted for Khabib whenever Khabib has actually had a fight in mixed martial arts. I feel so proud of him. And just like I said, you guessed it right today. We're going to be (laughs) talking about some of the updates uh, with Khabib's situation. How he's actually dealing with all this um, new mainstream fame, and um, what sort of offers have actually been made to him? What sort of things have actually went down with him overall, with him, with his team, and. Uh, All the stuff that happened uh, after that uh, incident of uh, fence jumping and You know, so many things happening right now Just like I said, so bear with me They're going to be super, super juicy We got some super important updates coming your way today In terms of Khabib Nurmagomedov and his um, uh, Eagle team in Russia So we have that coming out We have so many other updates and um, headliners to actually talk about today Man, so many fights were actually announced over this past weekend Or over this past week rather And man, they're so, so interesting So many people coming out of suspensions So many people calling each other out And finally, the UFC in particular Well, yes, today we're mostly going to be talking about UFC fights Some of the UFC fight announcements that were actually announced over this past week We're mostly going to be talking about those And what was... I saying oh yes so (laughs) what I was trying to convey was that I'm so grateful as a fan that the UFC is actually listening to us the fans and uh, is actually making those dream matchups come to real life and we're actually going to be talking about a few of those dream matchups that have actually become reality and are actually going to be happening in a couple of months today on the show. All right, we have that coming up. And so many people, man. Okay, just like I said, there's so many things happening. So there's fights happening, some fights being announced, so many personal things happening with fighters, and so many contracts, so many fight contracts being ripped off, so many new ones being made with new organizations. And man, there's so many things to talk about, just like I said. And of course, as always, we have phenomenal fights happening over weekends, and this past weekend we had two phenomenal bouts in the bellator heavyweight grand prix happening we had the two semi-final bouts happening okay over this past weekend we had one happening on friday bellator 207 the bouts between matt Mitrione and um, ryan bader and we are going to be talking about who won that fight who moved on to the finals and also not only that we also had another pay-per-view card um Actually, Bellator doesn't doesn't do pay-per-view. I just call it pay-per-view because it's a numbered event, and usually by convention, I guess, because the UFC, whenever they have a numbered event, it's usually a pay-per-view card. But I think Bellator's um, fights are usually free if you have that TV channel that they usually broadcast from. So my apologies if I uh, I was wrong in in those regards. But on Saturday, UFC or, or, <laughs> excuse me, Bellator 208 took place in the main event, man. It was a good, good fight between Fedor Emelianenko, the legendary Fedor Emelianenko, and the American gangster Chael Sonnen. And I told you guys last week that this fight is one good fight to watch out for because this is pretty much like an old school version Of the fight between Conor McGregor and um, Khabib Nurmagomedov, because we, on one hand, we have a guy that loves to trash talk, okay, and in this case, I'm talking about Chael Sonnen. You know, resembling sort of uh, Conor McGregor. He loves to trash talk his opponents and get into their heads. And on the other hand, we have a um, a, a guy that is relatively quiet and really uh, tends to keep to himself, is really cool, calm and um, um, sort of conservative, I guess. So and they're actually both from Russia. So both Khabib and Fedor are from Russia. But they're not the type to hype themselves up for their upcoming fights. And they just go in there and just do their thing when the time actually comes. So in that regard, they're really, really similar to just like I said, this is a classic matchup between two guys, between the trash talker versus the calm, cool and collective guy that is going to come in and smash his opponent And so yesterday, we're going to be briefly talking about that fight as well. And uh, yeah, man, honestly, this upcoming weekend, we don't have a lot of interesting bouts, I would say, coming up, which is a disappointment, but don't get me wrong, because in a couple of weeks, and then when November comes, and then, you know, throughout the whole November month and December is just extraordinary In terms of fights, in terms of Both boxing and mixed martial arts There's so many things Happening over the upcoming months But this weekend, fortunately This upcoming weekend, we don't really have A fight card for any Organization, unfortunately But we are, uh, we will try our best To talk about The important um, updates That you need to know about in terms of Some of the headlines in the world of Mixed martial arts, in terms of you know who's fighting who and what happened with who and some of the gossip that you gotta know about combat sports we're gonna be talking about that today Alright, that was actually a very long preview So without further ado, let's get started Alright, here we go Okay, so first things first I want to give a big shout out to Chelsea Sonnen and Fedor Emelinenko And also to Matt Mitchell and Ryan Bader Who fought for the semi-final bouts uh, for the Bellator Heavyweight Tournament The he- uh, Heavyweight Grand Prix, rather And those fights were really, really good I'm just going to reveal the results <laughs> as soon as possible so on Friday, Matt Matreon fought Ryan Bader. And as as uh, we predicted here on the show last week, Ryan Bader won this fight through unanimous decision. And um, I told you guys that uh, Ryan Bader is actually a guy that is a huge favorite in order to win this whole tournament by himself. So honestly, to me, it wasn't a big surprise to see him uh, overcome what Matt Matreon had uh, brought into the cage and um, honestly it was a predictable uh, result in my opinion and um, Ryan Bader actually in terms of his physicality because this fight was actually a heavyweight fight and usually how we've seen Ryan Bader fight we've usually seen him fight at light heavyweight both in the UFC and in Bellator prior to him starting up this, um, uh, actually getting started in this heavyweight tournament, we've seen him mostly fight at light heavyweight. And so just to see him fight at heavyweight, he looks so much bigger and so much more muscular. And I guess that's actually uh, helping him out in, in most of his fights. And, you know, we, we all know that he comes from a strong wrestling background and, Uh, Whenever he uh, tends to fight, whoever he's about to fight in his fights, he really does utilize that wrestling background that he has. And of course, it's it's a sensible thing to do because when you're so good at something and you've actually employed that in, in, in a few experiences and they've actually worked for you, so why not just keep on using it? you know, it it has worked for him in the past and it seems to be working for him at the moment. However, I wonder how he's going to adapt and change that wrestling style of his in this um, uh, mixed martial art world that he is in right now because eventually he's going to face off against a really good and deadly knockout artist and a very good striker and heavyweight. And I really wonder how is he going to... Counteract with that? How is he uh, able to adapt overall in order to overcome? that type of opponent and that's a very interesting question and I feel like we're just about to see some of the great things that Ryan Bader is about to accomplish in Bellator and overall in the whole world of um, uh, mixed martial arts and um, I'm super super excited for him so he's moving on to the finals for this heavyweight tournament in Bellator and now let's talk about the other semi-final fight that happened on Saturday so just guys like said Chell Sonnen fighting Fedor Emelianenko Coming into the fight, uh, Chel Sonnen obviously had <laughs> talked a lot of trash to Fedor. And, um, you know, we all know how he is with himself. He really tends to hype himself up. And he always, for some reason, calls himself the greatest uh, mixed martial artist of all time, even though that's a bit of an exaggeration. We all know. But still, coming into this fight, um, before the fight, he looked a bit... Uh, not so confident even though in the promo videos and all the uh, pre fights interviews that he has actually had he looked super confident but just walking into the cage he looked a bit unsure and um, that makes a lot of sense because he was about to fight the greatest Mixed martial arts of all time. And I'm not exaggerating in this case. Because we have as as mixed martial arts super fans. We have all seen and observed the type of things. That Fedor Emelianenko is um, capable of. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, you know, the sort of things that he kind of pulls out of his pocket in, in, in any sort of fights. I mean, we've seen Fedor fight for almost 20 years now, taken from his uh, fights in, in uh, Pride uh, during those glory days of mixed martial arts, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. We saw Fedor fight in Pride, the Japanese organization, and he would just come into the fight and he would look like he just literally woke up from a nap. But in reality, you shouldn't really underestimate him because, just like I said, the sort of things that he will pull off in any fight that he he has overall is just unbelievable. And randomly, you know, he, he might look like he's about to fall asleep in, in the cage, but he would throw the most deadly punches that you've ever seen. In your life. And he would throw those from such weird angles. And he would throw them with such great momentum. He would throw them with his entire body. You know how you do... um, in a fight when you actually want to have an effective punch especially a cross so what you do is you drop your head you know you don't just randomly uh, do that cross and your head is um uh, standing straight and you're just moving your, your shoulder and your and your whole arm you don't do that in order for a shot especially a cross to be the one to knock out your opponent what you have to do and we've seen this a lot with Fedor what you have to do is you have to drop your head and sort of go under the axis of that of that shot that you're about to throw, if that makes sense. And then by doing that, you're just giving extra momentum and a bit of extra torque, okay, to that shot that you're about to throw. And then as you are throwing it, obviously it's gonna generate more power. Okay, because you're giving it extra angle, and just like I said, you're giving it extra torque. Okay, as you're doing that, obviously your shot is going to be more, um, uh, more powerful. And as you're throwing it, of course, if it if it actually does get absorbed right, then your opponent is going down. And Fedor, he started doing this in Pride, and he saw how effective it was, and he just kept on using it. And that's why so many people, not just me, I'm not trying to be biased towards Fedor, but if you ask pretty much any other MMA fan, super fan purist, they will tell you that is mainly why Fedor Emelianenko is considered to be the greatest... MMA fighter of all Time and we've seen people Trying to imitate Fedor In in their fights but you know sometimes It's actually a bit risky because As you're um, dropping your head To throw that um, extra Extra shot with that extra Torque it's tricky because You could actually absorb a knee Or kick uh, from Your opponent if you're not doing it effectively If you're not doing it in an Unpredictable manner Okay, then your opponent can actually read your moves and then they can just throw a knee or, or whatever they do to because your your head is vulnerable in that position, right? When you drop your head to uh, to sacrifice pretty much your head for that deadly shot that you're about to throw, obviously you're going to expose your head and that uh, your opponent can actually take advantage of that, okay? So a lot of people just guys like said try to take advantage of uh, or rather imitate Fedor like that, but sometimes they're sometimes they're successful, sometimes they're not. But Fedor is the only person I I feel like that can actually uh, take advantage of that move in the best way possible. And just like I said for the one thousandth time, this is why Fedor Emelianenko is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Listen, in boxing. Of course, the GOAT, the greatest of all time is, of course, Muhammad Ali, rest in peace. And in mixed martial arts, it is Fedor Emelianenko, period. All right, so just by it, it pretty much uh, talking about all the great things that Fedor is capable of in his fights, you probably can guess who actually won that fight against him and Chel Sonnen. So what had actually happened in the fight was... Fado will actually throw those deadly shots the same way that I just described them to you and chill Chael Sonnen, they would, he would actually absorb all of them, okay, and he would drop down, he would get knocked down, but to you know pretend, quote unquote, pretend that he's okay and that that was sort of part of his game plan to to happen. He would so he would absorb the shots, he would get knocked down, but then he would lie on his back um, uh, t- t- in order to get Fedor to to pull guard on him, or rather get on top and for him to pull guard, okay. So uh, in, in simpler words, what I'm trying to say was when Chael Sonnen would actually get knocked down, he would try to pretend that it was his game plan and that he wanted to have the fights be fully conducted on the ground and be in full on jujitsu mode. And then Fedor, of course, what he would do would be uh, to point towards Chael Sonnen and say, "Hey, get back up! I'm not, I'm not falling into that trap. I know that's why. I know that's not why you <laughs> landed on your back and um, are, are doing all this. I know exactly what I did, and I want to keep on doing it. So let's just have a full-on stand-up fight, okay? And the referee, of course, would stand up Chael Sonnen, and this actually, this was like a reoccurring theme. This occurred like. Four or five times, I dare say, and this kept on happening. And then actually, Chael Sonnen saw, because Chael comes from a wrestling background himself, so Chael saw that uh, it's it's not very successful for him to just keep on boxing with Fedor because Fedor is obviously the more uh, effective striker. So what he did was he attempted many takedowns, and finally he was successful So, like, he didn't really go for a double or a single leg takedown. He wasn't really successful with those. But, like, he would dive in. And um, he would try to um, uh, make Fedor lose his balance. And he would just um, grab onto his feet, literally. Grab onto Fedor's feet. And, of course, if somebody's grabbing onto your feet like that, you're going to lose your balance. And eventually, Fedor got on the ground. And um, Chael actually wanted to pull a submission move. But, unfortunately... I think he he tried to do a rear naked choke. However, he as it was on Fedor's back, he just slided over for some reason. I I don't I think his um, choke was just a bit loose, and it, I don't know. He was just not in a good position to actually pull that move off. So unfortunately, he fell over, and then as he fell over, of course, Chael again landed on his back, and then now Fedor saw the opportunity. And Fader was in no mood to have the fight go the full um, uh, 25 minutes. So he just wanted to finish it as soon as possible. And when he saw that opening, of course, he went for it. And he just went for deadly, deadly ground and pounds. And um, it it was just obvious because Chell was... um, Trying to protect his um, head, and so he was in full-on defensive mode. And then, as Fader was throwing those horrible grounded pounds, the referee saw it and jumped in to stop the fight. And here we have it: Fedor Melnychenko moving on to the final to fight against Ryan Bader and actually something that was really funny was that, you know, how Chael Sonnen talks all that trash about uh, uh, about his opponent prior to the fight, you know, he's like, I'm gonna smash him, blah blah, and then after the fight, in the post-fight interview um, as the screen was um, uh, playing back some of the scenes, some of the good scenes from the fights, and in um, the scene that he was actually being grounded and pounded upon by Fedor, he just looks over to Fedor and goes, man, Fedor, why did you have to hit me so hard like that and then that was just so funny because yes even though Chel Sonnen is a trash talker and you would think that after the fight he wouldn't really let go of all all the uh, beef that he has with his opponents but it seems like it's all business with him and I actually really do salute him for that because you know I, I do agree that sometimes things can get personal especially we saw that in the case of Khabib and Conor but sometimes yes you do have to talk a little bit of trash to keep the entertainment aspect going and to keep the promotion aspect going as well and then after the fight, you're all friends and I I, I, I actually don't see a reason why not if you don't really have anything personal against each other, why would you have to keep on beefing with each other and in this case, I feel like there was nothing really personal between um, Chell Sonnen and and Fedor Emelianenko so it was a classy move by Chell to, you know, joke around and you know, be all mm, neutral, at least, with uh, Fedor Emelianenko post-fight. So that was good. And um, just like I said, Fedor is moving on to the final to fight against Ryan Bader. Now, what really concerns me is that Fedor, as he was fighting this fight against Chelsea, Sonnen, yes, he was um, throwing all those deadly shots and. Was trying to ultimately knock out Chelsea Sonnen, but as he was doing that, you could even though all of this stuff actually took place in the very first round. After Fedor threw like a couple of combinations and um, things like that, he you would actually see Fedor panting, and that actually kind of concerned me a little bit because if this is the first round and if you're Just throwing punches and regular combos that you've done all your life. And after doing those things, you are panting. That really does concern me a little bit, especially because now he's moving on to the final to fight against Ryan Bader. And is he going to employ the same type of a strategy as he's um, about to fight Ryan Bader? Because I know Ryan Bader He seems to be pretty comfortable in his weight division, in this new weight division. And it seems like the wrestling um, game plan seems to work for him because he's just so dominating in his fights whenever he actually employs that technique. And for Fedor, I really wonder in this upcoming fight that he has for the final, is he just about to rely on his boxing and striking or is he going to think about something more elaborate perhaps is he going to mix it up i mean fedor has never been um a very strong wrestler in his fights he t- mostly tends to finish up his fights sam um, just standing up and he mostly just tends to knock out his opponents okay so that that has actually been the way for him to get the w's for himself so like i said i'm a bit concerned for 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 fedor even though i know just like i said he is a legend, period. But I'm just a bit concerned because especially in this fight against Ryan Bader, Ryan Bader is a younger guy and um, it's no joke, man. Fedor is, I think, 42 or at least in his 40s. And Ryan Bader, he's um, he should be in his 30s. I'm not exactly sure. I have to double check. But still, you see that age difference. And age is a huge factor, especially in mixed martial arts. I mean, yes, we've seen people like... Um, 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 uh, Bernard Hopkins And um, George Foreman You know phenomenal boxers Who have actually fought in their 50s Even but that's a different Game the game of mixed martial arts It's not just striking it's Wrestling and Oh, so much cardio and you constantly have to be dynamic in your fights, you can just stand there, stand there and um, expect your opponent to uh, do something wrong and then you miraculously get that W for yourself it's not how it goes in mixed martial arts so, th- just like I said that age difference between Fedor and Ryan Bader, I feel like it's going to work in favor of Ryan Bader because obviously he's the younger guy and he could potentially go longer in this upcoming fight against Fedor And I just really wish for Fedor to have a smart game plan and not really expend his energy as much in this upcoming fight because that could actually go horribly horribly wrong if he decides to just stick to his um, uh, uh, boxing and striking and He just wants to go for that uh, ultimate knockout in the beginning of the fight. Because if he does that, we we saw sort of like a snippet of what could potentially happen. He was panting. He was almost getting gassed out. So hopefully, like I said, I hope Fedor comes up with a good game plan for this upcoming fight. And um, I hope that Ryan Bader gets to shine because if he actually does win this fight against Fedor, it's going to be the biggest win of his career because, you know, you have ultimately defeated the, a legend, like the greatest of all time. So if you actually do that, it's huge for your career and um, who you become as a, as a athlete afterwards, Okay. So, I think the final match is actually going to be happening in in the new year sometime in January. I will definitely keep you guys updated in regards to that. Man, I talked so much about that fight. uh, Just overall about that Bellator weekend. Okay, unfortunately, I'm really sad that we didn't really get to talk about some of the updates in terms of Khabib. And um, some of the fight announcements that I want to talk about, really talk about today. Unfortunately... It couldn't happen because I talked a lot. But oh well, unfortunately, that is all the time that we're going to have for this week. You already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episode. And you already know you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.